When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Hello and welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. And I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco. Alyssa, you have appreciated the performing arts in the past, correct? Of course, a true patron. Right. Well, what's the most annoying behavior you have witnessed while watching a live performance of like a play or a ballet or an opera? Erin, anyone who makes noise or wrestles a plastic wrapper uh, situation, like unwrap that shit before you sit down. Any Anything that distracts me from the show is obnoxious. Okay. I once was at a performance of The Nutcracker in New York City, and the kid behind me, kid, wearing like khakis and a blue blazer, so like prep school looking guy, fell asleep in the first act, and I could hear him snoring the entire nope. time. No. Nope. D- but did he get kicked out? No. Probably he not. He didn't get kicked out. Out of all of the obnoxious behavior I've seen at plays, musicals, operas, ballets, whatever, never seen anybody get kicked out. But you know who did get kicked out? One of our faves. <laughs> Lauren Bobert. <laughs> Lauren Bobert, who was for some reason at a musical on Sunday night in Denver when Congress was back in session. Why would I don't know why what? she was there. I don't know why she was dressed like she was going clubbing in Miami on New Year's Eve for a Sunday night performance of the Beetlejuice musical. And she must have been incredibly annoying to get kicked out of a musical based on a movie about a supernatural pervert. I mean, Aaron, talking, vaping, etc. What else could she have been doing to be more obnoxious in that theater? I don't know. I guess she was singing along. Don't sing along at the musicals. I mean, okay. People, if if the crowd is into it, if they're singing along, like I saw the show Six on Broadway, everyone sings along at the end. That's part of the shtick. I have a sense that when you mix vaping and singing, things get a little bit out of control. Mm-hmm. And there are also, you know what, if that's what you want to do, you want to get rowdy at a at a play, there are plays that are specifically written for rowdiness. Yeah, like, go see Rocky Horror. Yeah, I, I went and saw The Great Comet, R.I.P., before it closed in New York yes! City. And it was a rowdy-ass play. But it's not, look, Beetlejuice, show some respect. Show some respect to Beetlejuice. <laughs> All right, we've got a super fun show for you guys this week. We really run the gamut. We talk about everything from what the federal government isn't doing to support parents and children to what Kevin McCarthy thinks he's doing to what Ashton Kutcher and Myla Kunis were thinking when they did what they did. We're going to talk about all of it, and then we're going to get to a truly epic Sanity Corner slash I Feel Petty. It's a really fun episode, fun week. Stick around. Hey, you're listening to Hysteria, the podcast that's already brainstorming what they want to be for Halloween. I've been brainstorming for months, to be frank. I like to brainstorm for my niece. <laughs> what are What is the storm produced? 
The storm has produced, she was Pebbles Flintstone one year. Oh, that's cute. Uh, she was an adorable elephant. And I think last year she was a veterinarian. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. That's cute. We're we're doing family costumes. Uh, last year we were the bad guys from Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja Turtles. You were so good last year. Thank you. Um, we have to, but you know that's a lot of pressure. And I think this year Juniper is obsessed with this one song by Cyndi Lauper. She likes every Cyndi Lauper song, but there's one song that she calls the Yeah 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 song. Anyway, she really loves it, and I think we're gonna dress her as Cyndi Lauper. For okay, Halloween. that is unbelievable. What her hair is doing right now is so perfect for girls just want to have fun era Cyndi Lauper. Totally, totally. I'm excited to give her like a puffy. My mom's gonna make her costume like she does for all the, her grandkids every year, like puffy skirt. Uh, you oh know, yes, lots of lots of jewels. She's going to, hopefully, Juniper likes it and doesn't just throw the jewels aside like an angry god, but we'll see. Aaron, I might have to send you guys some Cindy Lauper appropriate tights or leggings. Oh, wow. That would be a great touch. Um, oh, you know what's <laughs> Sudafed doesn't work? <laughs> Aaron, how I have been devastated all summer <laughs> that my body has failed me because I am dying from allergies. And I feel so much less insane now because I'm like, oh, all the Sudafed and Advil congestion I've been taking just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm not broken. It clinically doesn't work. That is so funny. And what's funny to me is I think they've known since like 2008. There have been scientists that are like, guys, this shit does not work. (laughs) It is like the biggest gaslight of all time. <laughs> oh, you know, on one hand, absolutely. But on the other hand, it's sort of, it, I bet a lot of sufferers of allergies and congestion now feel like how women who suffer from endometriosis felt like when their doctor figured, it's like, oh, I've heard of this disease. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's. And re- you know what the worst is? If you what? look in my fucking medicine cabinet, I have like 30 different brands of everything and it can apparently all go in the garbage. I'm like, well, Sudafed congestion doesn't work. Maybe Advil will work. Maybe Mucinex will work. Guess what? Have a lot more room for blush I don't wear now in my medicine cabinet. (laughs) Speaking of things that don't work, the Republicans in the House of Representatives are launching a impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Alyssa, What's your reaction? (laughs) Exhausting. Look, we have joked for a year about Kevin. He is, he wakes up every day and just wants to survive that day. And (laughs) a week ago or two weeks, whenever it was, we were like, oh, yeah, he's trading like impeachment. Like, oh, dear Matt Gates, if you will vote to keep the government open, I'll move to impeach Biden. Do we have a deal? And Matt Gates, human frat paddle, as Tommy Vitor called him, <laughs> is like, yeah, dude, we have a deal. The minute Ma- Kevin McCarthy announced the impeachment inquiry, Matt Gates was like, psych! <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my God. Matt Gates looks like Frankenstein got a tanning bed. He is the absolute worst. And <laughs> also, can worst. I just say— Republicans allegedly are so, so obsessed with spending money in the government. This is like the greatest fucking waste of taxpayer money that you could possibly imagine. Oh, my God. They just love—if we're not funneling money to wealthy people and defense contractors, we're wasting time. Um, Speaking of wasting time, I want to play an audio clip 
Oh, uh, yeah. And, I, and I, I know, Alyssa, in advance that you have declared yourself the least horny person alive. Yeah. I feel like this clip will will bring your dethroned. levels down. I've even. been dethroned. <laughs> okay, let's listen to this is a senator. This is a US senator reading from a graphic novel memoir that is uh that that he wants to ban uh from schools. So let's let's play the clip. Apologies in advance. It's called gender queer. Okay. Let me read an excerpt from that. Quote I got a new strap-on harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Then I want you inside of me. End quote. Make it stop. That was <sighs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> Look, you know, abstinence-only education does not work. I think what might work to get—I mean, the teens are already not fucking. That's statistically right. true. But the teens will absolutely not be fucking if every Friday before they go home, they have to listen to a recording of this at school. It's played over the loudspeaker. <laughs> You know, like listening to him is terrible, but having wa- watched the clip with my own eyes was even worse. Okay, so also Fox News characterized it as like Democrats squirm as uh, Republican reads explicit. It's like we're not squirming. We're, they're trying not to laugh their fucking faces off because how like that's it's it's really a Rorschach test in in where you 100%. fall. It's like no, what a nobody is. Squir- it's squirming because like this man is like disgusting. Like mm-hmm. this is a disgusting person. He's with, gross with disgusting views. Who is? It's so funny. Like I, I guess I don't really spend very much time around people that have views that are so old-timey you could sell them in an, like an antique store like that you gotta <laughs> put them in a little plastic case because these views they're not making them anymore you know is, I, I, re- I, I don't really encounter people like that organically in my life and so when I see members of the senate that are like such fucking babies about a book that addresses queer sexuality that is you know what? It's it's high school appropriate according to the uh, the author Maya Kobabe. Um, it was written about the experiences of Kobabe as a young genderqueer person, right. and like it's just when I was in high school, I was reading Cosmo. You know, Jane. I was reading Jane. I was reading Wait, all of them. Can I tell you the part of this that actually just made me sit back and have a moment? Uh huh. Okay, you know Senator Kennedy did not find that on his own. Oh, yeah. So I am picturing the meeting where his staff pitched him this stunt for a Senate hearing. It is beyond anything I think has taken place. I mean, I'd like to think it's beyond anything that's taken place in the United States Senate, but we both know it's probably not true. Um, Yeah. Also, like, there's so much grosser stuff in the Bible, like— Yes. Like the book, honestly, the book of Genesis chapter 19 um, is about Lot being drugged and raped by his daughters so that they could carry on the family line. And then God kills like thousands. It's like, 
the Bible is is gross. So it's gross. so it's so That's much so gross. It's so much grosser than what John Kennedy read. And like, look, maybe we should be banning the Bible. I think that would maybe do Honestly, some people some good. If you're gonna, it's tit for tat, man. If you're gonna ban one, you gotta ban the other. You gotta ban them. Like, let's just be. Let's just apply evenness to 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 this mm-hmm. like because jesus christ also that is so fucking gross man like i don't the reason i find it gross is like that man i don't think he could find the clitoris with the aid of an app you know no. like i don't think he's i think that in that, that he's he was raised to believe i don't believe that he has ever given somebody a pleasurable sexual experience in his life and i can say that and it's mean but i think it's probably true it's probably true of most I'm not men even of that sure age. he would disagree with you <laughs> yeah i mean but we're not supposed to like it is the thing no it's right, like we're not supposed right. to like it um and so i don't really think that that this person should be the one that is the arbiter of of like what materials people can read if it were no. up to him, we would just be watching Lawrence Welk just <laughs> over and over. How old-timey of you. <laughs> Lawrence Welk and Yellowstone with, like, the sexy bits cut out of Yellowstone. Um, and the Duggars before we knew. But we have to pretend we don't know but about But now we them. know. Yeah. Now we know. Because our favorite know. Duggars have outed the whole family. And guess what? Turns out a family that protects a predator <laughs> aren't necessarily good. It's almost as though religion does not inoculate you from being a fucking predatory monster. Yeah, um, It's, it's almost as though they're found everywhere in all facets of society, and it's, uh, oh, God, fucking exhausting. There should be fewer states. A lot of these senators, I'm just like, oh, the, yeah. the bar is so, the bar is very low to be like a senator from, anyway, we can get into that at a different time. <laughs> All right. You're on notice, Senator Kennedy, because that was gross. Um, Alyssa, we've got some labor news. Yes, Aaron. It's uh, We're recording on Wednesday. Right now, the United Auto Workers Union is poised to potentially go on strike. Their contracts expire end of the day on Thursday. Detroit's big three automakers, GM, Ford, and Stellantis, which is the holding company for Chrysler, uh, have not reached a compromise yet with the UAW. Now, a reason I think it's really important to flag this, there's so much union news in the news. Um, Back during the financial crisis, UAW gave up benefits to keep plants afloat, and they have never been made whole. So... Mm. As of our recording, news reports say that the UAW may target strikes. This is what I love. This is so, this is smart. This is strategic. Okay. So news reports are saying UAW may target strikes at a small number of factories run by each of Detroit's three automakers that manufacture components for big pickup trucks and SUVs, which are the company's main profit centers. Now, why this is smart? UAW has a membership of about 146,000, and they pay their workers when they strike. So every striking worker gets $500 a week. Now, if all 146,000 workers went on strike at $500 a week, the UAW strike fund would be depleted pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So this is a pretty good plan, I think, uh, if they don't reach an agreement. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, the UAW is seeking a 40% wage increase over the term of the four-year contract, a 32-hour work week with 40 hours of pay, the restoration of their 401k-style retirement plans, and a return of cost-of-living pay increases, among other things. So 
Aaron, we'll see what happens, but it seems like the UAW has a plan. Uh, They will not be caught flat-footed and, you know, hope the big three come back with a more generous proposal. Oh, man. Uh, Well, you know, also an upside to this could be fewer big fucking trucks on the road. Those things are dangerous and they shouldn't exist and nobody needs them. So dangerous. And, you know, also, not for nothing, but from museum workers in Chicago, police officers in Los Angeles, American Airlines pilots, college professors in New Jersey, and Oakland, California hospital workers, they've all seen pay increases. UPS drivers in August approved a five-year contract that brings their average annual pay to $170,000. So when people stick together, they see positive outcomes. Yeah. And uh, SAG and the WGA still on strike. Yep. Still uh, on strike. And last week, we um, we got a an email from our WGA. I'm in the WGA. Um, we got an email, and, and I'm sure it's been public at this point, that was just like, here's what's up with the strikes. We know that individual studios are willing to talk, so mm-hmm. maybe they'll talk. So it'd be cool if the AMPTP broke up. I don't think that they're really a good organization. Um And it's interesting because they have said the same of the big three automakers. There was some discussion that maybe Ford would broker a deal, but doesn't look like that's going to happen. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it would give them a competitive advantage, and those are their main competitors that they're supposed to be negotiating with. So I'm just going to say, fuck them over. Be a rat. Yeah. Be tough. Be tough. Warner Brothers, Ford, do it. Fuck them (laughs) over. So Alyssa, on this show, we talk about Silly shit that does not impact very many people's lives, like Lauren Boebert being kicked out of Beetlejuice, which is just funny. It's funny. We're bringing joy because it's a funny story. Uh, It's unfortunate to the members or the the people who live in Colorado's 3rd District who have a clown of a representative, like a a true clown. Um, But for the rest of us, it's like, you know, it's fun. Yeah. but there are a lot of things that we cover that directly impact a lot of people's lives that aren't just sort of the the dog and pony show or goat rodeo of DC. <laughs> um, this is this is a bummer. Um, America's official seal has like it's like an eagle holding like some like right some like what branches? are arrows arrows and branches? Oh, arrows! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think the eagle should be giving a double ma- middle finger, and underneath it should say "fuck them kids," because that's pretty much uh, that. Pretty much sums up our approach in general to supporting families and supporting children. Two stories that just came out this week are really bleak examples of how little the federal government is doing thanks to Republican blockage, how little they're doing to actually help families. Federal child care funding from the pandemic is running out. And as a result, uh, the money's being used up. As a result, one in three child care centers could close. Mm-hmm. One in three child care centers across the country could close because they are out of pandemic funds. That impacts 3.2 million children. Now, the country, as listeners who have ever tried to put a kid in daycare— knows. Uh, this country is already short 3.6 million childcare slots. The kids are not going to take care of themselves. Uh, they can hurt themselves pretty bad. Most kids 
under a certain age spend most of their waking hours brainstorming ways to hurt themselves. Um, we need people to watch kids. And if there aren't childcare slots available, somebody's got to watch them. It's going, it's going to be an extended family member, somebody who's elderly. Right. Uh, it's going to be somebody who leaves the workforce or drastically cuts back their workforce participation, not by choice, but by necessity. Um, like if you want to stay home with your kids, good for you. Do it. But if you have to, because you can't find a daycare to send them to, like, that sucks. That sucks. Um, Republic or Democrats tried to increase the emergency child care funding, but Republicans have not let the policies pass. Uh, President Biden has reprimanded them for it publicly. Um, it's, it's a bummer. And also, the other news story that I wanted to talk about, child poverty has doubled since last year. Doubled. Doubled. And that is because Republicans and Joe Manchin mm-hmm. failed to extend the enhanced child tax credit from the pandemic times. So, Alyssa, what do you make of these stories? Erin, the, you know, both parts of both, both of these articles and studies are, like, very depressing. But you know what's just so interesting, I guess, is that these all run parallel to what the GOP is trying to do to reproductive rights. They're like, oh, you can't hurt the children, all the unborn children. And again, what are they doing for the born children? Nothing. Like, this is, I mean, and Aaron, all of this shit is just backed up by science. Like, Mm -hmm. the uh, child tax credit, Aaron, over the two years, they saw declines, significant declines in child poverty. Guess what? Cause effect, all right? Mm -hmm. You did something to help the kids. You lifted millions out of poverty. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, you know what? We saw what good the money could do, and fuck you. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. And here's the thing. Like, Representative Rosa DeLauro, who's been working Mm -hmm. on this for her entire career and we've had on the show a couple times, mentioned that there has been research into what people do with money if you give them a child tax credit, and they spend it on their kids. They spend right. it on their kids. Like, J- Joe Manchin suggesting Ugh. the work re- requirement for this is, like, one of the most disgusting things I have seen a- an alleged Democrat do in Washington. And they have done some disgusting things in D.C. Um, and here's the, here's the other thing. So not only does it harm children, because, you know, children mm-hmm. need uh, adequate supervision. You know, I, I had um, a yeah. woman I know— was like struggling to find childcare, so she sent her son to this kind of like unlicensed bootleg daycare. And one day she came to pick him up early and she saw that he was just strapped into a bouncer and sitting like two feet from a TV. He was oh, like God. he was like eight months old. And that's all they had been doing is just like strapping him down and putting him in front of the TV. Um it it's just another thing here is that it's very important for women to participate in the workforce for the mm-hmm. economic overall economic health of the country. Um, right now, female labor participation is 77%, which is near an all-time high. Mm-hmm. Take away childcare for 3.6 million children, that is, uh, that's not sustainable. That's going to go down. So it's not like, you know, when our tax dollars, quote-unquote, go to fund— um, pay for child care workers who are already criminally underpaid. Right. Um, when tax go- dollars go to fund them, it's not like it's just families benefiting. The entire economy benefits from actually taking care of children. And I also, you know, e- even people who don't have kids and are like, why do I have to pay for your kids, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, look, you chose not to have kids, and that is a perfectly respectable decision. I do not argue with anybody who don't want to have kids. De- definitely don't do it. 
uh, if you don't want to. But complaining about supporting people who have children is really stupid to me because one day, you know, when you if you don't have kids, one day you're going to get old and somebody's kids are going to be keeping the infrastructure afloat, are going to be keeping the country going, are probably going to be providing direct care to you. Like, they're some, somebody's well, kids. And Aaron, here's the thing. That argument as a child-free adult is fucking bullshit. We all pay taxes. That money goes to stuff that some of us will never partake in, right? Guess what? New York pays more into the federal economy than Kentucky does. I don't withhold my tax dollars because I don't want to help Mitch McConnell's people. Like, it is an absolute garbage bullshit argument. And you know what? I want to give my money because you know what? I want to make sure that I get to work with people like you, Aaron, and that you and I can be together without problem. And like it is people who make that argument. It's like people who don't want to pay school taxes because they don't have kids in the school anymore. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, a hearty fuck you. I also want to like say um, finding a daycare, finding childcare is a nightmare. Like before I had kids, I had like heard friends with kids kind of like allude to how bad it was. But here's how bad it was here in Los Angeles. Um, when I was about six months pregnant, I started calling around to different daycare centers um, just because I wasn't sure if I wanted to, you know, send my kid to daycare or not. Started calling around. Um, the closest two daycares to me, the wait list was at least a year, at least a year. So, like, if I was one of those women who had to go back to work and there was no possibility of, uh, like, I had to have my child in care um, at the end of a 12-week, you know, FMLA-guaranteed, mm -hmm. non-paid leave that we have in this country, pathetic, if I had to put my baby in daycare at three months, I would have been, like, SOL. Like, right. SOL. And, and like— I, I, there are some daycare centers that had like 18-month waiting periods. So you would have had to get yourself on the list before you were even pregnant. Um, it's it's absolutely crazy. Right now we're applying. We're applying for preschool. We are – she I is mean, not two years old yet. And we are applying for preschool that starts next fall. It's like – I don't mind applying, but, like, feeling like it's a competitive process is—there is, is there should be enough slots for every kid, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really ridiculous. And, um, yeah, thanks a lot, Republicans, because, yeah, you, you're super pro-life, super pro-family. So pro-life. Put the kids in poverty and make it so the moms can't work because they have to stay home and watch them. America. Um, America, fuck yeah. And then one more quick story before we take a break and get into personal political with our panel. We'd like to talk about states. States yeah. are important. States are where the action is. Uh, something is going down in Virginia this fall that everybody should be paying attention to. Alyssa, can you kind of tee us up? Aaron, Virginia is a complicated place. It has a Democratic majority Senate and a GOP majority House, which obviously makes it difficult to pass policies. In the upcoming election in November, the entire state legislature is up for election and the results will determine whether or not a 15-week abortion ban loved by Republican Virginia Governor Yunkin will pass through. The South relies on Virginia as an option for reproductive health care. So this would impact Virginians and America as a whole. Erin, we are less than eight weeks 
until Election Day in Virginia. And early voting starts in less than two weeks on the 22nd. Early voting is crucial for Democrats out there, so get out and vote. Go to votesaveamerica.com slash Virginia for more information. All right. Yeah, Virginia. Man, the Youngkin even being governor is a testament to how you shouldn't fuck with parents in general. Because he basically won because he wanted to reopen schools during COVID. And parents were frustrated because they had nowhere to put their kids. So, um, yeah. But he sucks. He sucks. Sucks. He sucks. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, personal, political with our panel. Hysteria is brought to you by Viore. Tired of boring workout gear? Check out Viore. Viore's versatile and comfy products are designed to look great in and outside the gym, whether you're running, training, or even just lying on your couch, enjoying the fact that your two-year-old child is leaving you alone for five blessed minutes. I love that for Viore. You know what? That seems like a real perk of Viore. (laughs) It is. It's perfect. It's cut perfectly for lying down and just savoring a moment to be left alone. It's great. (laughs) Five stars. No comment. 100% great. That's the type. That's my favorite sport. The new, the women's performance jogger is the softest jogger you'll ever own. Grab one of these new colors before they sell out and check out the women's daily legging, which features a high waist drawstring tie and upgraded no slip fit. All things that are absolutely essential in a legging. Essential. I love these leggings. They are, because you know, like not everybody's the same, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, I need a little bit more room around my booty. So I, size up a little bit, but then it's usually too big in my waist. And so now I just just pull that drawstring and I don't show show any crack when I bend over. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. See, you have your baby and I have my butt crack. (laughs) (laughs) For guys, there's the men's core short, the most comfy lined athletic short out there, and the men's Sunday performance jogger. Oh my gosh, Alyssa, my brother, who I have given Viore performance gear to. Won an ultra marathon over the holidays. I saw that. That is so incredible. He ran 80 miles in the freezing cold. I don't think he was wearing his Viore core shorts because that would be dangerous. Dangerous. But, but he he loves wearing them to train, and uh, I'm so proud of him. I'm so pr- Viore played a role in his ultra marathon win. <laughs> Uh, plus, Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint and reducing and offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 onwards. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash hysteria. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash hysteria. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash hysteria and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. At Angel's Envy, envy is a good thing. It motivates us in the pursuit of better. It inspires moments worth talking about. Moments worth remembering. Moments that raise the bar. Like crafting a bourbon. Even the angels would envy. Angels envy. Worth the envy. Please drink responsibly. 2024. Angels envy. Bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna. To keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. 
conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute, and craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. And welcome back. You are listening to Hysteria, the podcast that's dying to know what happened from an on-the-ground source at Burning Man. And that brings us to our first (laughs) panelist, Michaela Watkins. Who was at Burning Man? What? Okay, why? 80,000 people were at Burning Man. Why is it can only be answered individually by each person. I can tell you why I went, which was our friend Reed um, designed the temple, which is this sort of um, beautiful space there that is kind of very different from the rest of Burning Man because it's very quiet. It's very sacred-y space. It's where people go and like kind of barf and dump out all their mourning and grief. And um, it's it's really something. Like mm-hmm. to go there, listen, it, will I go to Burning Man again? I don't know. Maybe I went nine years ago and swore I'd never go back. My husband got it, a hair up his ass to go this year. I hate that expression. <laughs> I, I've <laughs> never, never heard, heard that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah it's awful. Self-created. It's <laughs> disgusting. I'll never say it again. A bee in his bonnet. A bee in his bonnet to go because, you know, he's like, this is a once in three lifetimes thing that we know somebody who's making this. like. And then they, they basically in effigy torch it on the last night. But there are just people... <laughs> very, you know, expressing and mourning in there. And it's just like the most gorgeous thing you ever saw. And I wish every town had a, like a, like a, like, I mean, I guess people are like, well, that is a temple. But, um, <laughs> but I just mean like that because of one of their tenants is radical inclusion. Right. So um, that means anybody can, you know, express themselves on the way they want. So people are just like very, publicly grieving in there. And it could be anything for, oh, I've got so many pictures of, you know, dead moms and sadly children too, but, um, or friends. But then there's like wedding dresses in there that just say fraud across it. Uh. (laughs) Somebody's like going to torch it that night. And, uh, you know, it's the last thing to burn there. So, uh, okay. So (laughs) was there a weather event? Yes. It, in, in, it rained. It rained, and then I started getting. I didn't really have cell service, but I got these texts from people saying, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I said to my husband, "I think something really bad happened." I didn't realize we were the headline. <laughs> I didn't realize Burning Man was a headline. It just rained. It, they said, "This is such a uh, this is such a metaphor for life, right?" They said, "Don't drive so that the playa can heal itself. It can just it'll harden." Just don't drive on it. That's all we ask. It's Saturday. Most people go home Sunday or Monday. Don't drive on it. Humans are like, don't drive on it means I personally need to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So people started to drive on it, and they got stuck, and that's where the the clusterfuck started Mm. to happen. But, uh, yeah, I said fuck twice. Libertarian paradise. Libertarian (laughs) paradise. (laughs) Libertarian paradise, exactly. Um, And then rounding out our panel, she has some comedy tour dates coming up in the Midwest, Chicago on September 22nd and 23rd, Columbus, Ohio on September 26th, Cincinnati on September 27th. 
Cincinnati is basically Kentucky, right? I'm, it's actually going to be in Liberty, which is Kentucky. But I go, I can't get into the weeds on what is Kentucky and what is Ohio. <laughs> right, right. That's. I feel like that's a very regional conversation. Yes. And Indianapolis on September 29th, Megan Gailey, welcome back. Hello. That, the Midwest will be my burning man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, at the end, you just I'll kinda... torch something. I'll, I'll, I'll torch do. my parents' home. No, I won't. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Honestly, both of these things sound like A24 films. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, okay. Uh, we are going to get into a news story this week that has kind of like, it's like seeped into everything, I think. It's mm-hmm. become like the center of, of like online feminist discourse and it's become the center of like, you know, there's there's people who are very like, ah, Scientology people, it's Scientology mm-hmm. discourse. It's it's becoming it's a lot. So and that's the story of uh, Danny Masterson receiving a 30 year sentence for his rape case, despite the fact that all of his that 70s show castmates, with the exception of Topher Grace. Grace. Topher Grace. Yes, Topher Grace, who is cool, apparently, uh, wrote letters urging leniency from the judge. Alyssa, what did you make of the 30-year sentence for Masterson and then the ensuing revelations about his associations with, uh, with, with the people who tried to support him? I mean... Here's the thing. First of all, seems like he did some bad shit, and uh, he's paying a price for it. He has been punished. This is great. Uh, Okay. Now, the letter. I mean, here's – look, I – this is a problem. If someone told me before a trial that you, Aaron, murdered somebody – Oh, it depends on who. Well, that's what I'm saying. But that's – see, this is what I'm saying. What if they They deserved it? Very no, but this is my thing. They had a very special relationship with him that they thought superseded. Like, like them understanding what he did also indicts in a way their own judgment, right? This is a person that they consider to be a good and trustworthy person. Um, I so my point is I can understand if before the trial they were like, I don't know, he's a good guy, he's a good guy. But then like when everything comes out and like the jury's like, yeah, no, he's fucking bad. I feel like you really got to pick your battles, and they did not pick the correct battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michaela, what did you make of the whole thing? Okay. I, I mean, from everything I've sort of read about it, I it seems like, you know, there was this accusation that this is really was only happened because it was, you know, an assault on, on, on Scientology, you know, mm-hmm. on their reputation. And I was like, you know, they— Nobody had to make up a rape case to, you know, go after Scientology's <laughs> reputation. That, that was already pretty much that. That that will was already cast. Is, am I making up? Am I just making up expressions today? No, 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 happening? no. The wool was the already dye, ca- the dye. The dye. Okay. Thank you. Uh, the dye was already cast. Yes. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to see a um, neurologist after this. <laughs> but anyway, um, here's the thing. I. I'm I I'm gonna I'm gonna um, both sides this and end up somewhere. So you have to listen to the whole thing. Nobody's mm-hmm. allowed to just like cut out a little snippet of what I'm about to say because the first part is gonna bother everybody. When you are the age that they were, getting on a hit TV show, and they were a family, they were probably a cult of personalities in there. They were probably bonded in a way that. 
imagine theater camp on steroids where everybody's not just um, hanging out with each other 24-7, but they're getting extremely famous and rich together. And they probably feel like they were in some kind of trench together and that their formative years were together. And so I often think when I see somebody, you know, stepping up for somebody who's on the stand, like, what if I woke up tomorrow and somebody accused my dearest loved ones of of a crime? And what do you do in that moment that doesn't completely sell out your friend immediately due to um, an accusation? What the issue here is that there is nothing to suggest that these accusations were wrong or that these people were lying. And the irony that they said, well, in their letters, that he was keeping them off drugs at a time where they were so vulnerable. And the fact that, you know, the case was about him because he was saving them up for his, you know, victims (laughs) is is just, it's abhorrent, it's it's unconscionable that they would not be able to step outside of themselves at that moment and and go, okay, this, now this is our psychology. This is our evolution that we have to get over. That, mm-hmm. yeah, we were in this, you know, band of brothers maybe. I, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm projecting this. I don't even know if this is true, but this is the only reason I could ever see that that bond does get really strong, mm-hmm. especially given their age. And that, but I don't excuse it in any way, shape, or form because now they have to say, who am I defending and what does that say about me? And, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that they did it, I, uh, it's confounding, especially mm-hmm. given their, their sex trafficking well, organization. Take it away, Megan. <laughs> you I think the, I, I really do agree with you, Michaela, and I actually think that's a very valuable perspective. Um, as someone who has is a successful working actress to go it, it's you know you end up being family with people and it goes beyond sort of like job um i think their apology if it can be called that, was so much worse yes um, totally i think if you're going to say anything you come out and go listen his mom called yeah. And it was, you can't say no to a mom or like what, but it's like, you cannot defend this. And then, and then the, the human trafficking of it all is really, I think what is something we can learn from to go, okay, now let's actually take a step back outside of Ashton and Mila. Iggy Azalea also wrote a letter in support of Tory Lanes, who was, um, found guilty of shooting Megan the Stallion. So this this does happen. Oh God. Um, and, it, and it happens, I'm sure, uh, on a non-famous scale all the time. Uh, so does that make Ashton Kutcher the Iggy Azalea of that yes. 70s show? Yes, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you take a step back, and I've seen really thoughtful um, analysis of this, of going, these are two people that have, you know, dedicated time and resources and a lot of their life's work to fighting human trafficking. And you want to go, hey, babe, the call's coming from in the house. Like, why don't you, why don't you set up a foundation to, to attack 
sexual assault within organized religion because that is what's actually like it's it's a lot easier to point outside of us and go there's a boogeyman and he's coming to get all of our daughters when it's like actually it's coaches it's religious leaders it's neighbors it's family mm-hmm. that is much more prevalent and so yes your work is valuable and yes that is a real thing and I think it's amazing that airline workers are being trained on it and people that are coming in contact with actual victims of trafficking because that is it is real I do think it's conflated though Mm -hmm. and what is actually happening what we really need boots on the ground for is shit like this and it's like that your work does not make it so that you're allowed to to defend this other person. Mm -hmm. And you know, can I say one thing to sort of clarify what I was trying to say in the beginning, but both Megan and Michaela have helped me. I could see being a character witness during a trial much more than I could see sending this letter of support after the verdict had come out. That was kind of my point. Before you have heard everything, you go into the trial and you're like, here's my personal experience with this person. That's it. Yeah. What the letters after the fact to me say is like, you heard everything. The jury was like, yeah, he fucking did it. And then you're like, but you know what? He shouldn't go to jail as long as the average bear because he's a good person. It doesn't work that way. That was kind of what I was trying to say. Very well. Yeah. I mean, the the letters from from, uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher about how he like, he kept us off drugs. He was such a good influence. It's like, maybe he should spend more time in jail. Two two things can be true. Yeah. Yeah. I had someone, I don't even know if I've spoken about this on the show, I had someone physically assault me who I have since um, came to me because of AA and made peace with me. And that's another thing. And there was someone in that situation who protected me, um, who, who went to bat for me. And I felt like physically protected me when someone else was physically attacking me. And then when all the Kavanaugh hearings were coming out, a different person I know texted me, woman, and said, I see that you are friends with so-and-so, who protected me, this person sexually assaulted me. (gasps) Mm. And Mm. I said, I fully, I believe you. I fully believe that happened. This is the situation that they helped me in. What would you like me to do? Like, I'll unfollow them and I'll never be their friend again. And it's like, those two people are complicated. They have layers. So someone can protect one person and be a predator for another person. That is possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, BTK, serial killer, had a daughter and a wife. Yeah. He did not mm-hmm. kill or hurt his daughter and wife. Um, but I think that's, like, what is true about so many criminals—and I think what we're realizing—there's not, like— there are some people who are just bad news, but there are some people who are are just— Oh, they went and they're so philanthropic and they did all this stuff and then they invented um, Oxycontin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I think sometimes though people view karma as like a bank account balance that they're allowed to spend mm. at will. Like, I did all this good stuff. Now I deserve this. Like, it's the same mentality. I deserve to be bad. Like, it's the same mentality of like, I don't know, you treat a woman really nicely for a long time. Sex needs to come out from her eventually. Yeah. Like, I was nice to you. I helped you move. Now mm-hmm. you owe, like, I paid into this. Or they do the good stuff out of guilt mm-hmm. for the bad stuff they've done. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, 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 
in one way or another, they believe that that it's a balance that they can like somehow achieve, make up for, yeah. or earn the right to be bad. I think another thing that that struck me on this is I had uh, I had a friend who I'm not in contact with them anymore, but um, there were accusations against him, mm-hmm. and like when it happened. I completely froze up. But here's what I didn't do. I didn't speak out publicly about what a good guy he was. I was like, I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's relevant to whether or not he did what he did. Like, that that doesn't seem like something he would do, but that's not. That's not like relevant. That's not for you to decide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, I I ended up just kind of in this really awkward place, and I don't even know if I did the right thing. Like I said, I kind of froze and was like, I don't know what to do, and I didn't like stop being his friend, but I kind of slowly did the fade away. I did that exact. I, I was going to say this exact story. I had uh, drinks with a friend in New York kind of recently, and she told me about someone I knew in high school. Um who was a really good friend of mine in high school and so supportive of me. Just like, you know, there's somebody, you know, there's just like that one in 50 people that really gets your sense of humor and just, you know, kind of helps you be you. Mm -hmm. And he's that guy. And she told me that she has a friend that said that he assaulted her in high school. And, you know, he's somebody who would comment on stuff on Instagram and we banter and the DMs, whatever. And then the jo- the line just kind of went dead for me. But I didn't, I don't, I don't know because we're not friends now. I don't know how to confront him and go, "Hey, did you happen to rape this person?" <laughs> but I, I was also like, "The line's dead. Like the line's gone cold." Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know. I, I there's no template for that. Like, oh God, no. Right. Yeah. But here's what you don't do: you don't write a letter. No. <laughs> write no. A- and. Honestly, I, I don't know if anyone else read the judge's um, ruling when the sentencing came down. I read it last night, and I honestly think these letters hurt him. I really do. <laughs> like in the in the long yeah. run, I think I think the judge was like, I don't care about that '70s show. Like yeah. I don't yeah. know what you're because in it, um, and I, I don't know if the judge or a man or a woman. I believe it's a woman, but they they're like they like the first thing they say is, "You are not the victim here." Like. They are spelling out for a person who is just found guilty of multiple counts of rape. No, the system has not failed you. Mm-hmm. You are not the victim. You did this, and everything that's going to come after is a result of your poor decisions. And I was like, wow, I wonder how often a judge has to tell a criminal that they're not the victim. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a that's a great question. I, I also think that he was not only not the victim, he was the beneficiary of an entire massive system that d- was designed to protect him from consequence. Alyssa, you're nodding. I mean, oh. I know this is sort of like talking about Scientology is sort of like sticking your dick in a hornet's nest. But on that on that note, what do you make of like the way that his religious organization allegedly protected him? I mean, look, I I worked for Lifetime when they were helping Leah Remini tell her story of Scientology and escaping it. Um, uh, look, you know where he lost? I mean, look, Danny Danny Masterson never had my support. No. <laughs> the thing, Aaron, that got me was uh, the TikTok you sent me about the woman who went down the rabbit hole who was like parsing the letters of support line by line and mm-hmm. someone p- lifted out the... Um, that he had started a fundraiser for victims of Mm 9-11. And that instead of giving them money, he opened a clinic 
to help them where they would tell the first responders, oh, go here. Here's a clinic. They'll help you for all of your like 9-11 related trauma and, and sickness. And it was like a Scientology recruitment center. Are you fucking what kidding me? Yep. the fuck? Fuck you. Like that is, look, everything that we know about Scientology, I'm sure led him to believe it would be fine. He would be fine. They would take care of it. Um, but yuck. Just yuck. I saw that, and you know me, I go to bed early, and it was like near bedtime, and I got all whooped up about that one. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's it. That's the line in this. You know, there are a lot of lines in the sand with what he did, but like, if you're going to talk about someone's good deeds and they can be unraveled that quickly by someone on TikTok, your good deeds aren't that good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, it's also interesting that in their apology, they said, we only did this because his parents asked us to. Yeah. Like, I actually think okay. that's fine. <laughs> I actually think that's the most, like, reasonable answer to be like, I, yeah, he sucks, but, like, his mom was really upset. Like, I, because <laughs> I do think there's a world where you can get very backed in the corner by, mm -hmm. by someone's family who is innocent and you love them. And, and here's the right. thing, too, is uh, I... I, do, I truly don't want to get too in the weeds on any situation, but sometimes things come out about people and there's obviously a range. And I always use like Harvey Weinstein as the top and like Louis C.K. somewhere down, you know, like there really is a range of bad things. And certain things come out about certain people and they're on like the, what would be quote unquote, the lower end of the spectrum. And my initial reaction now having lost certain people is I don't want them to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone that loves them to harm themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a genuine fear of someone losing. And, and all of that is a result of his poor decisions. Like that doesn't right. take any of that away. I don't think there's any benefit in being like, your mom is bad or you're, you know, like, I, I don't know what good that does, but that is a, that is a true fear I have um, of people that I have cared about who have found themselves in, mm -hmm. in not similar situations, but, you know, on the scale. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's true. I, I think Danny Masterson in this situation, I guess if I were Mila Kunis and his mom called me, it would be hard for me to say no. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, if I were Danny Masterson's mom, I would not have the audacity to ask people who are working actors or who are like semi-working actors or high-profile public people. An anti-sex anti trafficking yes, organization. I, that is a, a big ask. Mm -hmm. That's a Hail Mary. And yeah. I think I think that's a little bit audacious. But uh, he, he had 30 letters. I mean, it was like a high number. His so mom, Moms love calling people. <laughs> his mom needs to do some fundraising for Katie Porter. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously, maybe she can undo. Um, yeah, it just, it's, it seems very... Very, um, like, of course a mom is going to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I think I think maybe she was, like, out of pocket for asking his friends and stuff. Again, this that. could also just be set life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. she was the den mother, and so she. it's almost like their mother. But and I, I, don't, also, I don't know. I don't know, but no, I can right. guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it also goes to your earlier point that is – Look, she is devastated. She, His mother is facing her own kind of trauma. She's spiraling, right? She's mm -hmm. sending out emails. She's making phone calls. She's like, please, please, mm -hmm. please. And nobody can back away from this desperate woman, who, or I assume she's desperate, yeah. uh, to go and make these things. However, 
again, it goes back to the response to getting called out for the letter, right? Like Mila and Ashton, anyone who didn't think, look, if if one of you three, if your Maz asked me to write a letter, I would do so knowing, again, I would probably prefer to testify as a character witness in your trial as opposed to write <laughs> okay. the letter. Mom, but listen like, up. <laughs> listen, lady, here's what I'll give you. Um, <laughs> but I think that like you have to know there's going to be blowback and you should be prepared for it and what you're going to yeah. say. And again, their response to getting called out was like equally as bad as their letters. Mila seemed mad. Like yeah. it almost she, she seems like, like how look, dare look, you? It's right. funny in Iggy Azalea's response, she says outright, I didn't think any of you were gonna see this. Like <laughs> I, I thought this was like between a judge and me, yeah. and now it's on Reddit. Like I didn't right. know that. And I'm like, I I wonder, like, did Mila and Ashton know? And they just said we're willing to we're we're willing to because this is definitely like legacy ruining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it really is. I mean, like Streisand effect, we talk about that a lot, but it seems to happen more and more and people just seem completely unaware that it's a thing, which is ironic considering what the Streisand effect is. Like, by writing this letter and then by making that weird... I saw like I follow this um I follow this like PR expert on TikTok who's one of my favorite followers. I forget her name, but we'll drop her in the show notes. And she was like, that's not an apology video, it's an explanation video. Yeah. Right. And like exactly. And, and they weren't that like they use the word if. You can't use an if in an apology that's like a conditional. You just can't do it. He's found guilty. Yeah. Like we exactly. don't have to do we don't have to do any of the like no oh, I don't wanna I I don't wanna get into semantics. It's like he's guilty. Just just post post the verbiage. Like you don't have to read it and act like you're looking at a camera. Oh my <laughs> right. god. It was like just a like, hostage video. Yeah, exactly. Like just just like say here's our statement it, and send that out and let people like That's the other You didn't thing do yourself we- any favors either by looking so uh put out by yeah. this. Yeah. You know? That's the thing is that their video made them also seem like victims. Yeah. Like they looked teary eyed. They yes. looked sullen. And it's like, no, guys, in this whole soup of misery, there's only a <laughs> few victims here and none of them are you. Yes. You are the person in the situation to whom the least bad thing happened. Yes. Like yes. everybody else is literally I mean, having worse things happen to them. And on that note, just, I mean, the, the, this is what just really, this is what really gets me right in my gut is that they were penning this letter knowing what that these victims, one of the victims was disowned by her entire family mm-hmm. because she was pressing charges Lost her family. Her mother said, you know, yeah, I do, I do hope he goes to jail, but I'm, I'm uh, you know, but not at the expense of the church, you know. So I'm going to put church before my own daughter's rape case. Um, and when you just think about these brave women and what they had to pull themselves through to go through this, to come up against the Church of Scientology. Yep. That alone is just like if you're— if you're not totally all in behind these women, then I don't I really don't know where your head is. And it makes me think, if I'm gonna put on my most compassionate hat, it makes me think that these kids were real, that this guy really did their head in too mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. when they were all working together and they really need to, you know have some inner child work (laughs) done and really look at who they were at that time versus who they are now and understand that they were, they were being snow jobbed as well. So, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I think if they, if I were the publicist, I'd be like, go, go discover 
that that maybe in some way you are a victim to because because you were gaslit by this guy and um, and make amends for that. Mm-hmm. I got to say though, if Masterson is as good at convincing people he's a leader as all of his like character letters say, mm-hmm. and you know he, he you know he rose to prominence in the Church of Scientology, you know maybe he's going to come out of jail with a bunch of new recruits for Scientology. Maybe he's just going to convert the whole j- the whole jail. They're mm-hmm. all going to get their they're yeah. all going to get their, what is it getting your e-meter read or whatever. I Become don't know. an admiral. What do you? It's called auditing. <laughs> auditing. auditing. They're don't, all gonna, isn't everything like boat captains? <laughs> yeah, they're all like boat captain words. Auditing is a weird word to use for an organization that doesn't pay taxes. That doesn't pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 okay, yeah, there was a long fight yeah. for that to happen for them. Okay, uh, now that I'm on their shit list, uh, <laughs> RIP me. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Sanity Corner slash I Feel Petty. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Hey, it's me, your barista. So you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Yeah, well, I might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this, but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. With three new foaming flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, who could blame you if you stopped coming in altogether? Yeah, it's that foaming delicious. You're welcome. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, now in stores. It's foaming delicious. And welcome back. You're listening to Hysteria, the podcast that requires context. So don't you dare clip a couple seconds of what we said this episode. You need to listen to the whole thing. (laughs) The whole thing. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. It is moot. It's moot. This is legally binding language. Um, We've got a few announcements for the class before we get to Sanity Corner slash I Feel Petty. Fall is always a good time to refresh your wardrobe. And this year, we're asking ourselves, what would the Barbie costume team do? The Crooked Store took the Barbie aesthetic and ran with it directly to an abortion rights rally. With the Bodily Autonomy line, you can push back against abortion restrictions in candy-colored tees in cropped and regular cuts. If you're a Barbie, just spin around and you'll be wearing it. If you're a human, head to crooked.com store to shop. Okay, let's get to it. Megan. 
kick us off. Okay. I have a couple of documentary recommendations. Um, Caroline was like, Megan watches documentaries. Yes, I read too. (laughs) Uh, Megan's polishing a monocle right now. Yes, absolutely. I'm an intellect um, without a bra on. Uh, Okay, so they're they're both on HBO. So this is going to seem like I'm doing promo for HBO, but I stand with the WJ and tag. Um, The first one is called BS High. I've seen a lot of discourse online about it. A absolute must watch. It is about a school that did not exist that wound up playing on ESPN. Like, you do not have to be in the sports. It's really fascinating. And it also, I think, talks about just the exploitation of young black men within the athletic system in our country. The other one is Telemarketers, (gasps) also on HBO. So good. Also scammers. Like, it's just so, like, scammers, scammers. It starts, like, 20 years ago. And where it winds up is so like fulfilling and so happy and you take such a journey with these people that are truly unlikely heroes and while you're on HBO if you're not watching Righteous Gemstones it's the funniest show on TV it does not get nominated it's absolute blasphemy it should be nominated for every single award Um, so 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 funny so if you need like a palate cleanser after you just watch hours of scamming Righteous Gemstones shout out to Edie Patterson yes she's my buddy and she is fantastic every single award every single award I know. Give her, her all the awards. Tim Boltz, like oh. they all deserve egots. Yeah, there's. It's so good. The thing. This is like n- whatever nerdy, but the the plot and the storytelling in Righteous Gemstones is so tight. It is like as someone who's like tried to write yeah. for TV, it's so hard to like make a plot work the Are way we it's being supposed scabs to. By extolling how great this show uh, is, I don't so know. Good. We didn't work I think, on it. I we think didn't as work a, on it yet. yeah, I think as an actor, I, we get to like um, say, we say like that things. we like other actors. Yeah. That's yes, good. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. I would, and I benefit zero from telling in, unless I become friends with Edie, which <laughs> I would love. You, uh, you would love. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should have her on. It's She'd be it's great. such a good show, and like the the pilot. If you're not, if you're like suspicious, watch the pilot. The pilot is one of the best pilots I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It is so, so good. Oh, my gosh. And I also watched Telemarketers with it's Josh. So it's so good. I thought it was fake. I had I to, like, know. Google it. I'm like, did this really happen? And it uh, did. It's, everyone in it reminds me so much of just, like, a scummy stand-up comedian. Like, it's got <laughs> very much, like, open mic vibes. And so I was being um, taken back. But, yeah, there's, like— there's like a a drug arc that ends up being like I, there's there's a man in it who I'm like he is dead like we don't see him for years I'm like I know he's dead and then he's like not dead at all oh. he's back and better than ever spoiler sorry <laughs> well there's a bunch of guys everybody's on drugs there's a there's a bunch of guys who could be dead in yeah, that yeah, show yeah. Uh, for sure okay Alyssa Sanity Corner or I feel petty Aaron I feel petty this week and it is, and I feel actually I'm mad. Okay. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, Aaron, you I know I did a whole Alyssa. Sanny about how I had discovered TikTok and I <laughs> loved it. I was so into TikTok. I was getting everything to my heart's desire on TikTok. Well, here's the problem. I'm here with some complaints. You guys, I have complaints. Because why am I now getting a continuous loop of MAGA mom videos? And how many videos are there of John Sakata out there? Because I'm getting them all. I mean, like, where is my fantasia of Stevie Nicks and like vintage gymnastics routines and like 
Paul Rudd doing Freddie Mercury on lip sync battle. Like, where is all that? Why did I open up TikTok last night to Kurt Cameron? It is so wrong. I only like the right things. I have never watched anything MAGA adjacent on TikTok. And now... I get it, and I can't hide from it. So now I'm done on TikTok. That's it. Uh, I, it was wow, a short-lived romance, but I can't. I mean, those because the worst is the MAGA moms start off slow. Yeah, what are they you're saying? Like, you're like, what are you talking about? Oh, girl, it is anti-vax, anti-teacher, uh, anti-everything. <gasps> and it is – but, like, I'm curious. People start talking about their kids. I'm like, let me see. I'm a child-free, curious woman. And I'm like, let's see what they have to say. And all of a sudden, it gets real wild real fast. It gets fast. dark real fast. Wow. And you know, anyway, I just – I'm so sad because I – really enjoyed my time on TikTok, but... You just have to watch, like, a slew of cat videos, don't you? Isn't yeah, that how that I mean, works? Look, yeah. there's a lot of good cat stuff on, on TikTok, but, but... I'm saying, doesn't it algorithm you? That's the problem. I don't know who got dirty with my algorithm. My algorithm Jesus. should be nothing but cat videos, cooking oh. videos, and yeah. Stevie Nicks. That's all it should be. That's all um, it should but be. But it's not. It's Maybe not. you could so, just spend a few hours doing some really targeted searches... And like bringing those up, and or, like or turn your turn your cookies on. <laughs> yeah, turn your. Cookies. I'm. You know what? Maybe that's my problem. But like, I just felt like I had to come here and say it because I'm going to be honest. When I said how much I love TikTok a couple weeks ago, people were like, "Oh my god, it's so corroded." And I was like, "What Ooh. are you talking about?" And then I was like, "Oh, this is what you're talking." Well, about. before they Twitter went to in. went to X, which I have not done the 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 changeover. I have not downloaded that x whatever don't but do it it's i'm not doing it it's viral but um i mean it's vi it's it's vile <laughs> uh but um the uh twitter kept only pushing marjorie taylor green yeah. so when yes. i got an ounce of of cell service at burning man the only thing i got for news was marjorie taylor green uh said that eighty thousand. it was a deep state uh a ploy to bring 80,000 people to the desert and indoctrinate them on climate change. That was, wow. that's the only little piece of news that I could eke through a, a tiny cell tower. Is she an op? Is she like, an op? <laughs> like, it just, it's so on the note. Like, it seems like she was written, <sighs> you know, like she's, yeah. I, I saw recently that a lot of people are painting their roofs blue because they think the Jewish space lasers can't get them if they have blue roofs. Oh my God! It's a way to what? like have them have Israeli flags. On <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seriously, I don't. I mean, blue roof. I don't know what it. I mean, guess your house looks like a swimming pool now. Like I don't. Oh dear God! It's so like you want to waste some time and energy and money. Go for it. That's just. Ugh. What a. That's that sucks, Alyssa. I'll start sending you more cat videos. I sent you the video of the oh, cat also, eating corn. Here's the thing. Just learned last night you'd been sending me videos. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was oh, an inbox on TikTok. Yeah, no, that's confused. Yeah, I, I don't like, know all the I was like, is Alyssa mad at me? She's not responding to any oh, of my never, curated TikTok. Never, never. I had no idea it existed. Um, okay, I'm going to go. I've got a sanity corner, and it is in uh, the vein of Megan's. It's about scammers, and it is so good. So good. Uh, it's a podcast. I think it's been out for like oh, a yeah? year or two already. It's called Love Janessa. Okay. It is about the world of online romance scams. Ooh. So there's a <laughs> beat. Kayla and I are like, we're in. So first of all, the, the narrator, narrator of the whole podcast has a 
incredible voice. Her name is Hana Ajala, and she is a BBC presenter. I love that Perfect. name. And uh, she is British-African, and so she's like, it, she goes to Africa, and then it goes to the U.S., and it's like the story of this one woman's picture who is used in tons of catfishing wow. romance scams. And there's like a whole industry. So every episode, like, you go deeper into it because she's like, who is this this person who she finds out is named Janessa Brazil? And every episode she goes deeper trying to find the real Janessa. And, like, it's so good. It is so good. Have you finished it? I finished it in okay. two days. Wow. So, it's, okay. so it's still good? It's good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, Sometimes I just have they... to tell you, if you catch up, if you get to this season's 90-day fiancé the other way, this uh-huh. is a storyline. Well, they find I... the woman who catfished him. I mean, I feel like every season of 90 Day, this is this a storyline. No, but yeah. they find the, – there's the catfish yeah. person who used the picture, and they found the woman in the picture to be like, did you know your picture was being used to catfish? And they, like, have her on the show. Yeah. Wow. It's It's really – oh, God. It's so fascinating. It's, like, it's super easy to listen to. The episodes are, like, 35, 40 minutes long. You, you'll, like, get hooked after, after one or two episodes. I'm in. I know I'm – getting old because I hear all these scams and I'm like, it'd be easier to just get a job. You know, like, like, you gotta spend so much time calling and going, we've been doing some work in your neighborhood. It's like, no, you haven't. <laughs> Go work in a library. Yeah, there's it's it's crazy. I don't even want to give learning about all the different things that Hannah Jala found okay. was just like so what? Like there was so I had to like keep taking my headphones off and interrupting my husband and being like, and they're doing this. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really, really good. So I'm I don't even think I'm overselling it. It's one of my favorite things I've listened to in a while. Since I listened to the episode right. Finn and the Bell, have you heard that one? Uh-uh. No. Oh, devastating. One of the, be- the best podcast episode I've ever listened to ever. It is devastating. Oh, I don't know if I can have devastating right yeah, now. Yeah, it's pretty de- – love, Janessa, a romp. Okay. It is okay. very fun. There's, like, darkness and devastation in it, but overall just – And they don't bone the landing, which is good. It yes. sounds like it's yes. good through and through. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. There's, <laughs> quite, there's at the end – I Bone st- the landing. Put it on the board. Uh, yeah, another, <laughs> another expression that uh, – uh, um, Okay, Michaela, yeah. that leaves you. Uh, me. Okay, <laughs> I, normally, I would just really relish a petty, but I think I'm going to go with Asani because I did find my true passion during this writers and actor strike, which is I have a neighbor who's a ceramicist, and he has been teaching me how to pot, uh, throw pots. Guys, it is the most wonderful, wonderful wonderful way to spend. Alyssa, the fact that you don't is weird to me. Michaela, okay, listen, you know me. I start something, I go down the rabbit hole, but I spent a lot of time on your Instagram and your (laughs) work is gorgeous. Thank you. It is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. And that's, that's being a newbie. And that's what I mean is like, you're way more craftier than I am. Will you send me one? Will you send me one? Send you what? One of a, your a ceramic of work. pot? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. But, I, but more importantly, I think you specifically need to do it. And and anybody Writing who it down. has <laughs> any level of anxiety or 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 world fatigue just brought just just I don't know where I muster the energy, but I and I have ADHD like very badly. And I will sit down and I will work for six hours and it wow. will feel like ten minutes. 
I can't. I nobody has that kind of time. So, <laughs> so th- this is the only window where I'm doing yeah. it. But um, and it'll be like gardening and knitting and everything else I've started that is just going to be, um, you know, just piles of shit all around my house. <laughs> but, but for the moment, it is having your hands in clay, um, getting just dirty, dirty like a kid in a sandbox. Um, and then just making stuff to the degree that I watch on TikTok so many pottery videos. I mm. watch the the British Throwdown now, and you. The thing about pottery is it hasn't changed for two thousand years. <laughs> so, so if you learn, if in two days you know all the vernacular and you understand all the other things, the only thing you don't have is is experience and skill. So that's just that's something you, that you just hone over time, I guess. Uh, supposedly, but but what you do have is an understanding of it. It's not like you have to completely learn how to put together a car, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. 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 Uh, so it is, uh, and especially like then learn the new cars, the hybrids. The like, no, nothing, <laughs> nothing has changed. They all go into a, you know, the the wheels haven't changed, the kilns haven't changed. It's so fantastic. It's, so yeah. when you are like out and about in the world and you happen to pass a, a yes. piece of ceramics, Thank are you. you do you now like notice and you're like, that's hard. I saw an incense burner. Yes. <laughs> I saw an incense burner when I was traveling in, in Banff uh, recently and I and it was $65 and I would have bought it. And then I looked at it and I was like, I can make 20 of those tomorrow mm. when I go back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, the, that's amazing. It's really... Um, those kind of things really prey on the fact that we don't think we can do it, and we can. It's very. Huh. I want to get into blown glass. Okay. Oh, that looks fun. <laughs> that feels I, dangerous. I know. <laughs> it's like ceramics extreme because the studios in LA they're filled up. You know, like uh, the, you can't find a kiln west of the Mississippi right now. <laughs> you know, it's funny. One of my one of my dear like mom friends, we met through our doula. So what's more LA than that? She uh, has just gotten into throwing pots and she goes to like, a, I, I bet you guys go to the same studio. Oh no, there's a lot. This is, oh no, this is at someone's house oh, in it's someone's, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's in their, oh, okay. It's in their, I mean, it's in their garage and I want to do, it's in their garage. You yeah. need two things. You need a wheel and you yeah. need a kiln. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That sounds fun. And a garage in Ohio. And a garage garage in Ohio. (laughs) The next time you go to a museum and you're like looking at the pottery, you're going to be like, holy shit, these people. I mean, that's the thing. It's you start to, you know, separate the the wheat from the chaff. (laughs) Am I still (laughs) going? Throw it on the board. Yeah. Throw it on the board. Um, And you just know which ones are like, you know, somebody made that. Somebody's. This vase is somebody made a mistake. Right? <laughs> and this vase is somebody intentionally did Wow. Yeah. Whoa. That's so cool. Okay. Well, now I'm into pot. Yeah. Michaela's into pot. <laughs> I'm into pot, but not, not your mom's the- pot. <laughs> <laughs> maybe your mom's pot. Um, all right. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Hysteria. Does anybody have anything going on they want to bring up we didn't get to talk about? You're very nice to ask that because um, I am heading over to Santa Fe to support uh, the governor there, who she has, um, Governor Grisham, she has single-handedly declared gun uh, violence a an emergency and has, um, for 30 days, putting a halt on conceal and carry uh, in, in Albuquerque and, and most of Albuquerque, I should say. 
um, based on the fact that it is the number one killer of, of children and teens. And so she's the only governor who's really actually doing something. And this is a bit of a litmus test. Of course, the NRA is suing her. Of course, you know, the death threats are on high. Of course, everybody is losing their, their shit over it. But if we as Democrats can't completely support her vocally, mm-hmm. which they seem to not be doing, weirdly, everybody is is very silent mm-hmm. on this. And because I think everybody's so afraid and it, and it's all we talk about, you know, like David Hogg is always like, vote them out and everything. It's like, if we don't support her, this is how they don't get vo- asked back or mm-hmm. voted yeah. back in. Yeah. So I, I'm just putting out the call that we all need to get behind this governor because she is not out of the Constitution. She is protecting the rights of children to live as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but I would way, way rather a governor uh, put a halt on guns until we could figure out, you know, how we're going to take care of guns and let children live than worrying about what freaking book they're going to check out of a library. I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's Amen. just try yeah. some stuff. Yeah, too. Like, it's like, like let's start doing things. Aren't killing these kids. I mean, how many kids have died from having someone come into their school and throw a copy of Gender Queer at them? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's just. If, maybe if they shot it out of a T-shirt cannon, but not <laughs> never one heard person of that. has. <laughs> never heard of that <laughs> happening. New Mexico continuing to be one of America's best states. Yeah. It's one of America's mm-hmm. best. One of it, the top 50 for sure. It really no. is terrific. Probably and because and, it has another country's name in it. <laughs> and she is the only governor to, you know, step up and do this. And I think it, you know, she's creating the conversation of what what even is the Second Amendment and do we need another amendment mm-hmm. to 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 to, to to test it. Yeah. But um anyway, so I'm I'm gonna go and and support her and I hope everybody else takes to social media and and outpours support for her as well. Well that is awesome. I'm going with here for the kids, by oh, the way, but- which is trying to you know, get rid of guns and fossil fuels. No big deal. <laughs> just just small, small little things. Oh, thank you. The ki- the ki- on behalf of the kids. Yes, truly. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thanks to everybody for joining, joining us this week. Uh, we have a listener shout out before we go. Um, I wanted to read a nice, a nice email that we got from a listener uh, last month. Dear Aaron, Alyssa, and everyone else on the Hysteria team, my name is Grace, and I'm emailing to say thank you. I started listening to your show after graduating with a chemistry BS and moving from MA to San Diego in 2019. My listenership was in an effort to learn about politics and keep up with current events. However, Hysteria has broadened my interest and understanding of the many other complexities discussed by you and your guests. Your work has played a role in enabling me to be a better advocate for myself, sustain meaningful, particularly female friendships with peers, and help me find quality mentors. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, that's, that's I, I can't do any of those things. Yeah. Well, I guess we <laughs> I gotta listen to this show. <laughs> by, by speaking openly and honestly, engaging with challenging topics, and always lifting each other up, Hysteria never fails to remind me not to settle for anything less in my own life. Thank you so much, Hysteria team. Keep up their wonderful work. Grace, thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. So nice. Grace. Thank Toe you. for Grace and now this Grace. <laughs> Good Grace. Good Grace. Good Graces. Good Graces. Michaela and Megan, thank you so much for joining this week. Alyssa Master Monaco, my ride or die now and always. And listeners, thanks to you. There will be more hysteria next week. Hysteria is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our senior producer. Our executive producer is me, Aaron Ryan. 
And Alyssa Mastromonaco is our co-producer. Fiona Pestana is our associate producer. The show is engineered and edited by Jordan Cantor. Our video producers are Rachel Gajewski and Megan Patzel. And thank you to Julia Beach, Ewa Okulate, Amelia Montooth, Adia Hill, and David Tolls for production support every week. Don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on Instagram and Twitter for more original content, host takeovers, and other community events. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good. Me neither. Maddie Murphy, the host of The Bad Broadcast, serves a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. She searched her whole life to find her passion. Little did she know she had been practicing her true talent every single day, complaining. Join Maddie every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow her on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer her weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on her pod. See you there. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.